Aloha! Hi guys, how's it going? I hope you're doing so well. This has been the biggest break I think I've ever taken in my life. Break from what? I'm not sure because we have been so busy as a family with our giant move from Maui to Idaho. Oh my gosh, I think most everybody knows if you follow me on Instagram or you're on my Christmas card list, you got the heads up that our family just kind of turned our lives upside down and did this humongous, bold leap of faith and moved off of the island of Maui to North Idaho. It is awesome here. We love it. It's amazing. We also, you know, had a baby back in December and I started to take a break from the podcast a little bit before that. So this episode is basically just going to be me catching you up on all the latest things because it has been such a major break, but it's, some interesting things have been learned during this time for sure. So the interesting part about me taking a break is that I watched a lot of other authors and speakers and podcasters around me also take a break. And because I was taking a break, I didn't really notice that they were taking a break too, until we all sort of slowly started to, you know, crawl back out of the woodwork and show our faces again and let our voices be heard. It's just been this strange time. And I can't help but think that it is not a coincidence that a bunch of us, um, we're called to take a break and focus on our families in this crazy, crazy, crazy world we live in where the messaging that is being fed into us is just um, causing a lot of turmoil on a large scale. And then I think also on smaller scales too. And so there are many of us who are just kind of trying to pull back from that and figure out life and focus on the things that are important. And for a lot of us, that means focusing on our families. So we had those two major things, the birth of our son back in December, and then the move from Maui to Idaho, which was really significant because I lived on the island for almost 20 years, just shy of 20 years. So it's 2022. I first moved there in 2002. I did take a short break um, to finish my master's degree and then start my second master's degree, which I was able to finish on the island of Maui. But mostly, you know, people ask me, like, did you grow up on Maui? I'm like, no, but I moved there when I was 22. And now I'm 41. So I kind of feel like I grew up as an adult on Maui. So it was a huge, huge, huge part of our life. We were deep in the community there. And we do miss people. I think I get asked that question more than anything else. Like, do you miss Maui? And we are, Chris and I are going to sit down and record an episode about why we moved. And I know I've been saying that forever, but we've been in the middle of the move and it's hard to sit down and explain why. Um, it's also hard to find the balance between like vulnerability and, you know, showing up as our authentic selves. And then also just valuing our privacy too. I mean, you guys know, I don't share the names of my kids, um, on the show or on social media. Um, you know, there's just certain things that feel better to, you know, be kept private. But then also I know that being vulnerable and showing up as our most authentic selves and maybe saying some of the quiet parts out loud or what help other moms the most. So just trying to find the balance between what to share and then also being present in the moment and like experiencing all the newness and the change with my family. And you know, as the mom that I am facilitating a lot of that and holding the space for a lot of that down, you know, to still making three meals a day happen. Um, plus snacks, plus I have all the kids plus breastfeeding and then doing things like 
finding new eye doctors, dentists, um, naturopaths, chiropractors, acupuncturists, and just starting from scratch. And then also being overwhelmed by all the choices because the shift from Maui where there, it feels like there's no choices. It's literally the most isolated Island chain on the planet. There are extremely few options. Some of the options that are there, not so awesome. Some of them absolutely brilliant. I do miss a lot of the healers, um, and friends that we have on the Island. And then here, um, we're still in kind of like a small town vibe, but there are just so many options that it's actually super, super, super overwhelming after almost 20 years of having no options. So there's all of that. It has been a wild time and it felt like the most authentic thing to do was to take a break and then not put a timeline on what that break was going to look like. Um, it's interesting because Maternity leave was a hot topic during this particular maternity leave for me. And I thought, oh, should I get on and do an episode about maternity leave? Um, should I talk about it while the topic's still hot? And uh, ultimately, I decided no, that maternity leave is something that, you know, I could tackle, uh, is a topic I could tackle after I'm done with my maternity leave. And then, you know, everyone talks about wanting longer maternity leaves and longer paternity leaves. And if I felt like, you know, we work for ourselves, um, you know, we designed our life this way and it just felt very strange that I do think that there is a need for longer maternity leave, a, a better understanding of it, a more powerful postpartum time, you know, support time, money, all these things um, that seem to be lacking in the maternity leave timeline. And then how long is that? You know, in the United States, sometimes it's no time, you know, oftentimes the average is six weeks, you know, with my first two girls, um, I had paid three months maternity leave. I worked for Canadians. They were awesome. And um, that was my maternity leave with them. I didn't necessarily have a maternity leave with my third because I hadn't done the podcast yet. Um, and my husband and I were working, but we were just kind of like doing life. And so it, you know, I just took time when I needed it. So I have no idea what that maternity leave looked like, or if I would even call it maternity leave because of the way that our life was set up. But now that I have the show, um, I definitely feel obligated to show up and provide you all with resources and conversations and perspective and introduce you to all of these amazing people who can um, shine light on, into your motherhood journey and into your thoughts and into your hearts. And I've been wanting to do that. And people are just pounding down the door for interviews. I've got a backlog of interviews um, that I am start. It's so long. I feel guilty about not putting them out, but it just was not the right time. So I am going to trust the timing of all of this. And instead of being like, okay, it's, I've got to show up. I've got to show up. I've got to show up. Like why? why I've provided over a hundred episodes that, you know, it takes moms a long time to catch up on. And then why am I trying to, you know, force myself into this view of like what business is supposed to look like when you're a mom, you know, and we work for ourselves, we work for ourselves. And I kept having to remind myself of that, of like, you know, you have to honor your family and you can't, you have to walk the walk. So you can't just talk about, you know, the need for maternity leave change. You have to actually live it out and see how that goes and then show up and talk about it from there. So it has been a long time. I had the baby in December. It is now the end of June and I was taking a break a little bit before that, but, um, this lights me up. 
the podcast lights me up. The interviews light me up. I have um, quite a few books that I've read that have changed my motherhood journey during this time. And it's been this lovely time for reflection um, and also just a ton of fun because in this move, my gosh, we have flown to Ohio to see my family. We have driven to Boise. I've been to a homeschool conference or convention. Um, We've gone to Montana. We've driven across the state of Washington. We've driven down the state of Idaho. We've um, planned trips to Nashville. Like, it's so fun. It's so fun. And just to give you like an example of some stuff, like there's so much to do here on the mainland that we are just giddy and exhausted. And it's summertime and the weather is amazing. But when we got here, it actually snowed on Easter, which was pretty cool too. (laughs) I mean, just, so we've had this whole, um, just huge change. Literally every area of our lives has, has changed from the size of our house to the weather we're experiencing to opportunities to do and see things and then meeting people. And everyone has just been super nice, super supportive. And we have just been welcomed and embraced in the best way. And for that, I am so grateful. So the example I was going to give you of like all the things to do, um, father's day weekend, we went to a car show on Friday night. We watched a parade of antique cars that was so long. It was like two cars deep, um, took up the whole road and they went for 40 minutes straight. I mean, that is how many antique cars there were to look at. And we were just in awe, you know, the, we went out to eat and that was delicious that, um, because there's so many different restaurants here and the palate is so different than Hawaii that we're really enjoying, um, that change as well. I mean, I do miss some really great traditional Hawaiian dishes and I hope to either learn how to make them or go back to Maui sometime to enjoy them. But for now we're getting to know the flavors of North Idaho and that has been absolutely delicious. Oh my gosh. They're just I'm so blown away by the quality of food and the, and the talent of the, of the chefs here. Um, gosh, the next morning we went to a historic skills fair. Um, and that was amazing. And it was at this historic site with this beautiful old church and there was a museum on the property. So we got to see that and, um, learn about, uh, the fur trade and spinning and, um, herbs, gosh, quilting, all kinds of things. We just had a blast. And then we randomly were like, Hmm, let's drive to Montana. And so we did. (laughs) And we had lunch over there. And then we turned around and came back and it was so fun. Like just driving around because we can, I mean, wow. I know that that's might be something that a lot of you on the mainland are like, yeah, driving, you know, whatever. But when you move off of an Island where you've driven, it feels like every single road there over the decades, I, we're just, our jaws are on the floor of all the places you can go and we can just get in the car and drive there. It's amazing. It's nothing for us to go on an hour long road trip just because, um, it's, so, so, so fun. I mean, if you could see the smile on my face right now, just thinking about all the adventures that we've had and all the adventures that we're planning. Oh man, I'm so grateful for that. So then actual Father's Day, um, I made a locally sourced breakfast for Chris. His favorite is biscuits and gravy. If you follow me on Instagram, you know, you know that. Um, but I was able to make sourdough biscuits from scratch with local flour, um, that was, 
grown here in Idaho and then also um, freshly milled and raw milk which is another like awesome treat that we have here and um, the sausage was local too and it was just absolutely delicious and then we took him on out on the, one of the lakes. I don't know if you knew, but there are thousands upon thousands of lakes in Idaho. And we got to go on a lake cruise and be out on the water with him. And it was the, the, the kids first boat ride, which was super cool too. So it was a thrill for everybody, but that is literally just three days. I mean, and we could have done a hundred more things too. So we're really stimulated and having a good time. And it's funny because we haven't shared a lot I mean, I do share some things on Instagram, but um, we don't share a lot of what it is we're doing, mostly because we're in the thick of it. And, you know, I still have boxes that aren't unpacked and we're trying to establish healthcare here and things like that and getting to know new friends and neighbors who are all awesome. Um, but I, there's we're having such a good time that I have felt like don't want to share because I don't want to come across as braggadocious because that is how awesome of a time we are having. And it's interesting because I think that on some level I'm doing myself, um, my family and you all a disservice by not sharing with you how awesome this move has been, because I know that a lot of families out there are feeling uh, called to be part of this giant shift. Um, I don't know if it's true where you live, but it feels like there's this like massive shift. There's been a massive exodus out of Hawaii. There's been a mass exit or mass, um, move to Hawaii. People talk about the mass exodus out of like California and different places. And then a lot of people moving to Texas and Florida and just a ton of different areas. And it just feels like this giant shift that is happening. And we definitely had the calling a couple of years ago to be part of that big shift. And then to take the leap and actually do it has been so rewarding. And there have been so many moments of affirmation. So many serendipitous things that have happened. Gosh, when we first moved here, I should have written down absolutely all the signs that I had multiple, multiple times a day that affirmed that this is exactly where it is we're supposed to be and that we made the right decision. And it was just so heartwarming. So I wasn't sharing all of these awesome adventures that we've been on and all the amazing things that we're doing and all the incredible people we're meeting because I didn't want to seem braggadocious. And I, now in hindsight, see that that's absolutely ridiculous because it's a missed opportunity to encourage those who are feeling this call to make a shift in their life. Even something as bold as a move. If it's a calling, if it's something that feels important to you, there's a lot of joy on the other side of that. There can, there can be a lot of joy and adventure and connection as a family and more peace and just daily peace, um, when it comes to something like that. So, um, I do apologize that I've overthought that and not shared more about our journey. Um, I also have been a little awkward about answering the question, you know, do you miss Maui? And we'll have like I said, an episode about that, um, and why we moved and things like that. But if I am being honest, um, I would not say that I miss Maui. And a lot of people are like, how could you not miss it? You know, your family and friends are there. It's basically paradise. It's where everybody else wants to be. Like, how could you not miss it? And I guess my response to that is, um, I, I don't miss it. Do I miss the people? 
Absolutely. But I also have felt like if I said out loud, no, I don't miss Maui, that my friends and family who are still there would think that I don't miss them. And that's not the case. Do I miss the ocean? I wouldn't say miss. Um, I would say the ocean is amazing. And if I had the opportunity to dive into those amazing waters and in what was my home, um, and a place where I feel um, deeply connected to, yeah, I would totally take it. Um, I also know that we did not take our time for granted there. Um, we were very intentional about being grateful for our time there. Um, I, I assumed that if I was there forever, it would be really important for me to just be grateful and not take for granted the fact that I lived on Maui and that the ocean was right there. And so we prioritized going to the beach with our friends and enjoying our friends and enjoying the place that we lived while we were there. And I find that because that was such a solid practice for so many years that it's just carrying over to our new home in Idaho too. So missing something is not an emotion or a thought that's at the front of my mind. And I know that that's a huge paradigm shift for a lot of people, um, but it's totally true. Missing doesn't feel as important as being present and understanding where true connections lie. So all of my friends and family who are still there, um, and I say family, there's no blood relatives we have there. It's all our Hanai family, our chosen family. Um, the connection is there and the connection is strong. So would I welcome the opportunity to sit down and have a face-to-face -face conversation with them over a cup of coffee or sit on the beach with them? Absolutely. I'm grateful for all those moments that I had. And when I see them again, I will just love them big time. And until then, I will continue to text them and I will continue to call them. And ironically, uh, one of my dearest friends is actually here in Idaho visiting right now. And our kids got to get together and play. And it's only been about four months, March, day where I want to manage. Oh, three months since we moved. And already we've been given the opportunity to visit with um, our blood relatives, our family, and then also now our friends from Maui too. So I don't think we've necessarily had the opportunity to miss them. Will I have moments in the future where I, where I will miss it or think about it or have a heavy day where my heart is there with them or wanting to be there with them? Maybe, maybe, but for now, um, everything is new and exciting and we are just continuing that practice of being present. So that's a long answer, a long drawn out answer for, you know, do we miss Maui? But that's, that's my honest answer. So if you are a friend or family member on Maui, I do think of you all the time and I do miss seeing you every single day, but I also know that we're still connected. So, so that, that warms my heart right now for sure. And gives me a lot of peace. Okay. When it comes to the podcast, oh gosh, you guys, all the things I have a backlog of recorded episodes that is crazy. It is getting super long because some of the interviews never stopped. Um, even though I was taking a break, I still read a lot of books and interviewed a lot of authors. I have interviews from um, last fall that I haven't gotten out to you guys yet, but I'm going to trust the timing on that. I really feel like it's going to be some God timing when these episodes come out and we talk about these topics when they get released. So, um, and the knocking on the door for the podcast has not stopped. The emails have not stopped. The DMS have not stopped. The phone calls have not stopped. Um, lots and lots and lots of people who want to reach out and help you feel resourced and, 
On that note, I've been thinking about during this time, what elevating motherhood means. So I've analyzed um, the show and the direction that it was going and how I've grown over the last couple of years. I think it'll be three years, three years this fall that I've been putting episodes out and providing you all with resources. And I wondered if I'm staying true to the original intention and then also growing with what it means to elevate motherhood. So I think that elevating motherhood means resourcing moms so that they feel more confident. Um, that's been my goal from the beginning is to cover topics that make moms feel resourced because when you feel resourced, your confidence level goes up. You feel like you can handle situations that would be tricky, you know, everything from miscarriage and, and how to help friends and family through miscarriage to, you know, your child's education and providing homeschool resources and also, um, challenging the, you know, medical medicalized birth model and improving, um, birth experiences for moms and pregnancy experiences. So, I know that in motherhood, there's a lot to learn and there's a lot of different areas of concern and areas of interest that we have in our lives. And we often feel as though we don't know where to turn, um, for resources. We sure are fed, um, a whole string of things that, you know, we're quote unquote, supposed to listen to a lot of three lettered organizations that try to tell us exactly what it is we all need to hear. And we all need to abide by, but here at elevating motherhood, we know that there is no one size fits all answer for anything or anybody ever. And there's different perspectives to be had and different resources, different paradigms, different ways of thinking that we can listen to and lean into. So on that note, I've also been thinking that elevating motherhood is not just about resources, but about maintaining the sacredness of motherhood. Motherhood is so, 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 so special, so important, so incredible. Our roles as mother, I mean, wow. I'm going to have different episodes about that and really uplifting moms and the idea of moms and motherhood and in a world that I can't help but feel is trying to erase the importance of mother and the sacredness of mother. I mean, life is created through us. That is incredible. Absolutely incredible. It is sustained through us. It is shaped through mothers. And I cannot help but feel that the media and marketers are taking away from that sacredness and turning motherhood into, it's so tricky. I don't know how to put this, but it feels like they are trying to take that sacredness away and just sell to us. They just want us to be consumers rather than the creators that we are. We are creators of new life and birthers of new life. And instead it's like, Hmm, you should just want to go to target and, um, have a latte and buy all these things and feel guilty. And it just is uh, turned so blase. And I want to stand up against that. 
I want to stand up against the erasure of the word mother and the uh, sacredness of motherhood in general. And so I do feel like I'll be showing up more boldly in this space and saying the quiet parts out loud, if you will, because a lot of conversations I'm having behind the scenes with other authors, podcasters, speakers, and just friends and moms at the park are that it feels like our role and our significance is trying to be erased and replaced on some level. And we aren't having it, but we're not sure how to show up and fight some of the belittling of our role. So uh, it's time for me to show up and be more bold when it comes to that. And so I have resigned myself to the fact that moving forward with the podcast, um, I will be more bold in speaking up and speaking out about the sacredness of motherhood and helping moms feel grounded in that important role and in that sacred space by preserving it, if that makes sense. I think I'm going to focus more too on paradigm shifts. Um, That's something this maternity leave has really shown me is that I was trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and it wasn't working where I was trying to create and live out my maternity leave based on um, the backwards societal view of maternity leave and the supposed to's and the shoulda, woulda, couldas and the, this is the amount of time you're supposed to take off in order to be relevant, you know, sort of paradigm. And then just being like, yeah, actually, this is the exact paradigm I'm trying to fight. So why am I trying to squeeze, you know, my maternity leave, quote unquote, or my life into this like old paradigm? Because it seems to me that our world is in desperate need of multiple paradigm shifts and perspective shifts. And, and it's going to take some thought and it's going to take some pause and some reflection for all of us to kind of catch up and meet these new needs that we have and show up in authentic ways and in ways that we feel confident. Uh, There's just, yeah, just kind of like look out for that. uh, Those, you know, those words paradigm shift, because that is something that I am going to also focus on moving forward is just breaking out of these old habits, old ways of thinking. And quite frankly, I feel like old advertisements about what it means to be a mom and what our motherhood should look like and what our work should look like and what our worth should look like and self-care and all of it, which means that I'm actually, I feel like going to break out um, and away from some perspectives that I may have shared earlier on in the beginning episodes. For example, um, I really felt like I fell for... Um, this requirement to show up in a secular way. And so I felt like at the beginning of the show, I was trying to be as neutral as possible um, and to be as secular as possible and not talk about my faith or my beliefs or my religion or anything like that for the sake of um, being inclusive. And then I realized that here I am talking about the importance of spirituality and motherhood, and I'm talking about the importance of showing up as your authentic self and and. I was trying to dance around this sort of like secular culture that was like, you're not allowed to say that you're a Christian. You're not allowed to say what it is you believe because, 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 because you're going to shut people out by doing that. But I think that there needs to be a shift in that. And I don't think that we should be asked to hide who it is we are and show up as anything less than our most authentic self. So again, I feel like that's something that I kind of need to say out loud and apologize for that I was, um, 
showing up in a way that culture, the broader cultural messages were telling me to show up as and trying to be as quote unquote neutral as possible. But I'm starting to feel like showing up and being neutral, neutral means that I'm not showing up as my authentic self and it's not genuinely inclusive and instead it's actually doing the opposite. So I will be bolder in my messaging going forward. I'm showing up as my authentic self and sharing my beliefs and sharing where a lot of my peace comes from, because it does come from my, from my religious beliefs and my spiritual beliefs. And, and if I'm trying to offer out advice that is quote unquote neutral or secular, um, about things like how to deal with anxiety or, or how to show up, um, better as a mom or feel like a better mom. And I'm leaving out my spiritual, the spiritual parts of myself. Then I feel like I'm lying to a certain degree because a lot of my peace, a lot of my recentering, a lot of my showing up better actually comes from my faith. So along with, you know, providing you with resources and protecting the sacredness of motherhood and talking more about paradigm shifts. I just feel like I am going to stick with, you know, ways that we are bettering motherhood experiences like birth, like educating our children, like finding balance in all areas of our life and encouraging moms to get to know themselves and to show up as their most authentic selves and to feel like you're enjoying your life and you're enjoying all areas of your life and, and taking that more holistic approach of showing up as yourself in all areas of your life. So there's like less separation and less categorizing things and just more of you showing up as happy, resourced, confident, important you. Ah, So I'm also going to try to, you know, work on finding the balance between showing up authentically and vulnerable unvulnerably but also being appropriately private. And I really feel like that's kind of hard to do in a sort of cancel culture world where, you know, I'm going to really be putting myself out there, um, with some bold statements and bold ideas. And, and yet, is it bold or is it just how it is? You know, we could be showing up in our lives by showing up and sharing our hearts in confident ways. Hmm. So that that's it in a, a nutshell. You know, it's been a big break. I'm happy to be back. I can't wait um, for the workshops I have planned for you guys this summer. Um, the move has been great. We've been, been adjusting fine. Maternity leave, if that's even what I want to call it. Uh, to me, it just feels like life has been awesome. Um, I can't wait to get the backlog episodes back out to you. Um, you know, we're we're kind of redefining what it means to elevate motherhood and kind of expanding that definition here. And I, what I feel like is going to be a new chapter of the podcast. So if there are any areas of motherhood or your life that you want resources for, please reach out to me, email me lauribeth at elevatingmotherhood.com and let me know what topics you'd like me to cover, what ways that I can speak more light into your life what areas you feel like you need more resources or need to feel more confident in because I am happy to cover those topics. So I am going to hop off here because, um, the baby, he is only six months old and I can hear that he needs his mama. So I am going to go tend to him. Um, but I hope that you tend to your mama heart today and sit down and think about what areas you would like to feel resourced in and then reach out to me so that I can help you with that area because I want you to feel supported. You are so important. The work that you are doing as a mother is so important. 
Thank you for all the ways you show up for your children and for other moms. I really appreciate you.